Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome into Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. Broadcasting live from the EFCO Development Studios in Upper Lafayette. EFCO Development is a civil construction company that specializes in new multifamily construction. Simulcast on Stadium 32.3, 133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline 337-706-0111. on this I don't even know how to describe it. I'm just, I'm not mad. I'm not happy. I'm just kind of, you know. okay, better work this time. I mean, I I don't know if you remember on the show, I think it was on Wednesday, it hit me. I'm like, they're into these two Clemson guys. That, that, that I, I'm just... I want. I understand that they have their way of doing things, and the, they have their philosophy, and they stick to it. And there's something, I guess, that's stable and productive with that. But I mean, they. I wonder if they ever. I wonder if anyone. I'm not talking about like a lower level scout. I wonder if anyone in the decision making process or close to it ever thinks like fans think like guys we're not tired of picking defensive linemen that are hurt all the time like I wonder if that I, ever I, happens yeah but so after the pick I went back and kind of talked and then we heard Ross talk about this morning I, I am concerned that's my biggest concern with the pick like I actually I actually like the production I like the player more than I originally thought I did too um, and I kind of told you that as the week went on I was feeling a little better about Brzee most of the he's had one major injury, the knee injury. He had but, a shoulder surgery and a knee surgery. I but look, college players have surgeries all the time. The the knee injury concerns me. He had a random kidney infection, like that was a fluky thing. So some of the games he missed were not from injuries that concern you moving forward. Would be my point. Shoulder and knees. The knee one, yeah, no, the knee injury is valid. I, I'll say that. I I think shoulder. I'm not as concerned with the shoulder. And again, he played this year, like and. I don't know. I, I'm less concerned. I am concerned, though. I don't like the knee injury. I, I don't love that, and that does concern me more than anything else. But look, if he plays, I think he's got a very good chance to be a plus pass rusher as a defensive tackle. And, you know, if not a plus, a really good run defender. So I think his skill set is fine. I, I don't question that. It's just, again, an, he's a rotational player who's hurt all the time, who misses games. Like, I don't know. The whole, you know, I stuck with Davenport longer than just about anyone, but it's just like it never happened. And then here we are with Peyton Turner, another rotational player who never plays. And then now, here, what, what do we want? Another rotational player that never plays. So, again, if he plays, I think his skill set is good. I get why they like him. Now, if the inference is correct that they were considering Miles Murphy too, I mean, you know, I 
I think Miles Murphy can I think the difference is if Brian Brzee plays, then we're gonna be happy as Saints fans. I think Miles Murphy could play and you're still not gonna be happy. Because I think that guy has bush written. I'll be surprised if he he's just too hit and miss that guy. I, I don't. I don't know. Everything about him tells me bust. So I'm glad if they were picking one of the two Clemson guys, I think they picked the right one. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I, I think, you know, Brzee played 10 games this most recent season. So I think that's a plus. Um, He's a part of very – I think the difference too between he and Davenport and, and Peyton Turner in some ways is – the production's there in college a lot more than it was, obviously, for Turner and to an extent for Davenport as well, um, along with the fact that he played in big-time college football, which I don't think matters all the time, but if you're talking about changing up from the recent draft picks, that's a, that's a difference. Um, and I like that he can do multiple things. So, yeah, it, the health is going to be the concern, but again, I mean, that's that's a concern with everybody you draft, and I... I think as long as the medical staffs looked at him and told him there's no, you know, concerns here moving forward, which you imagine, and that's what, you know, Dennis Allen said. Are we going to really trust anything that a Saints medical staff says ever? Uh, Yeah, you kind of have to. I mean, what do you you trust? And you have to trust that over anything else you could trust. I don't know. I just, I I like, I'm I'm more encouraged than I thought I would be. Look, I I think if, if he had not been hurt, he, you know, he would have probably been a top 15 pick. I think his skill set is a middle of the first round skill set. My, the, I'm not arguing his potential at all. I, I just, look, this guy was the number one draft pick in the country when he came out of high school. He was ranked number one in the country. And he uh, hit the... You know, as a freshman, he was a stud at Clemson. His best year was his freshman year. I mean, that, that's how that's, that shows his raw talent. He was the number one recruit in the country, and he he was great as a freshman. But then he gets hurt, and then he gets hurt again, and then he had, now look last year. You never know how having a sister dying of cancer can affect you. I mean, obviously that's awful, and so. I, I almost give him a pass for last year. And we talked about that yesterday, how I could see the Saints interviewing him and seeing, um, you know, the maturity. That, that matures a person. It either crushes them or matures them or both. And, and so I'm sure he's going to take football very seriously. If you read all the quotes from his college coaches, you know, they talk about how he loves the game and, and everything you read is good except for he never plays. But again, you say never plays. He's had one major injury that took away most of one season. Outside of that, he played 11 games as a freshman and 10 games as a junior. I'm fine with that. You're talking about a college season as well, so you're only missing, you know, three games and three games in those two years. So if he played 13 games this season, I'd be fine with that, and that's kind of what his track record says he'll play. Look, I hope he's healthy. Um, and look, I, there wasn't anyone else out there that I was like, oh, you got, you know, this wasn't like, you know, when was that, three years ago when me and a lot of other Saints fans wanted Murray, the linebacker from Oklahoma, or 
you know, this wasn't one of those drafts where I just had my heart set. It was more, I don't want this person. Like last night, I was like, just don't pick Mayor. Just, just don't pick Mayor. You don't like future Hall of Famers at tight end? Oh, that he's just. I, I didn't want him. You know, I didn't want him. Um, I still might get him. That's what I'm excited about. Boy, I, I don't think so, huh? Uh, yeah, no, but my thing is, I I wouldn't be surprised if they if they move up tonight. And I don't know if it's to be. I don't I don't know if it's going to be to get Mayor. But Brian Branch is still on the board. Osiris is still there. I feel I, there's almost more excitement for. That's what I, we were talking with RP three. Like there's almost more excitement for tonight because there's so many guys that this that are still there. So you think? Look, I would love Brian Branch, but he doesn't fit their mo. It's like texting a friend last night, and he wanted Nolan Smith. And he kept dropping it. I'm like, I don't even think they're considering that. He just doesn't fit their profile. I mean. Yeah, uh, our first, like, indication of have things changed. No, how things haven't changed so far. Not changed so. at all. And, uh, no, again, I was flirting with that idea because someone threw that out there and they did hire a different defensive line coach. But it's still the same guy in charge. And. You know, Luke's, Luke set me like, okay, forget about this. Things have changed them. They've been doing it this way forever. It's it's not changed. And, and obviously, last night, I think, showed that. But, um, and, man, the Eagles, I mean, <laughs> seriously. You know, people say it all the time. Oh, so-and-so dropped and we could have picked. If Nolan Smith would have been picked by the Eagles at 10 without them trading up, no one would have blinked an eye. Like they'd, they'd just say, well, yeah, it makes sense. That's A lot of people thought that would happen. They got the best player in the draft. Let me look. Jalen Carter is the best player in the draft. We knew, I mean, they got the best player in the draft at nine, and then a guy that they very likely might have picked at 10, they got at 30. Can you imagine how fired up you are right now if you're an Eagles fan? I mean, they 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 got this young quarterback who they picked in the second round who that pick was wildly criticized, and now he just took you to the Super Bowl. Uh, and now everything seems to be working out for you. And, you know, in the draft and the players, you, I mean, it's just unbelievable. I also have to, I have to give you some applause. You, you said you thought Houston might go uh, get two and three. How yeah, about the that, two huh? and three had happened. Now it, got it didn't turn out to be the players that I predicted, but the two and three thing for the Texans. I'm like, that makes sense. That, that That's. That's and what as, they should do, yeah. and it happened. And also, by the way, we we talked about we and we were we got proven as always. You don't believe the stuff you hear the week of the draft. Yeah, Levis fall. Uh, Levis is skyrocketing. Levis is going to be the second quarterback. All Stroud, he's dropping. He might not even be in the first fifteen picks. Well, that wasn't true. We we Sickening. fell for it again. Well, I in my final mock, I had Stroud falling to four. It's not like I had him falling far, but. I should have, yeah, you know, and I knew it at the time that it was possible I was just falling for it. But no, I really like what the Texans did. They got aggressive. They were in position to be aggressive. So you might as well be aggressive when you're in position. That's, to, and that's to what be I aggressive. said this morning. Like, and, and again, like, 
It's results. We're not going to know for four years, five years even, like what, what the results yeah, are. You don't have to wait that long, but yeah. Well, sometimes. But the point is that like last night and, and, and now, even looking forward, there's, an, there's a possibility in which they got the franchise quarterback and the fair, franchise pass rusher in one day. And there's a chance that they're going to be now set up for the future. And I don't think you could say that, obviously, about every team that picked players last night. But the Texans have a chance to have basically turned their franchise corner. I still, and I said this as well, I think C.J. Stroud will be the best quarterback in this draft. Um, But we'll see what happens. I don't know how, and they said it multiple times last night, I don't know how high Will Anderson's ceiling is. I, I, I think Wilson's ceiling is higher than Anderson's. But I think Anderson's everyday play is going to be Way more consistent than 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 Wilson's, and they and they probably need a little consistency. And and to be fair, and it was you know kind of silly of me to to get that wrong, but uh, Ryan's comes from the cheaters, and the cheaters believe in defensive linemen. Somebody mentioned that early this week. I think it was Joey that other than you know the the Saints the, the only by one of the only teams that pick defensive linemen more than the Saints is the Cheaters like they've been doing that for decades like they believe in drafting defensive linemen so kind of i mean they officially list him as a linebacker but he's not really a linebacker anderson i mean he's like a he's a defensive end is what he's going to play so i guess a lot of that is semantical but it was a crazy draft i mean I don't know. One of the weirdest, if not the weirdest drafts I've seen in first round. It was strange, I thought. Yeah, my big is Detroit going going where they went with Gibbs, where yeah, they picked that was them. a that might have been the biggest wow moment. Yeah, and and like again, I I never am gonna get upset about a team taking a guy earlier and people saying, Oh, they reached because they don't know, but that situation, like running back in general, I just don't think in the top fifteen. And if it's going to be top fifteen, you better be sure he's generational. Which I thought Bijan maybe. I don't. I think Gibbs is very very good. I wanted the Saints to get him in the second round. I don't think he's generational enough to take it in the top fifteen. And they just signed David Montgomery, and they have DeAndre Swift, and they let Jamal Williams walk for nothing. So like I just like I I don't really get that part either. But the Swift Swift's another one. He never plays. Swift never plays. Right, but they have Montgomery, and they and if the if running back wasn't like, do they think? I don't know. It, it, we'll see. And then they took the linebacker with the pick a few picks later. I I was just absolutely convinced they were going to pick tight end with their second pick. I mean, I, I th- that was the biggest surprise I think of everything last night is that the Lions didn't pick a tight end. I I, I was just I thought Mayor was going there. Is it just me? And we got it. We're overdue for a timeout. But is it just me, or uh, it's just impressions? When they did, when they showed the Dalton Kincaid highlights and told his little story and all that after he was picked, didn't you think, man, that guy looks like a bust? I, I, did he I don't, just, I, I think that guy's overrated. He's, he's smaller than I even, you know, and I've seen know. him play. I did not I get just, a good yeah, feeling. Yeah, well, he's more of a, and they, you know, they said he's, a, he's really more of a receiver. I, I kind of wonder how much blocking he can do, but, um, I think he can be a you know a nice fit in the right system. I don't think he's like your offense changer at all. That surprised me a little I, bit. You know, that I, the Bills he, he kind of reminds me of Dawson Knox, who is on their roster already. So maybe they wanted two of those guys. I don't yeah. know. That 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 surprised me a little. And the other surprise is, and I like this guy, but I had Jack Campbell going to the Bills at twenty seven. That guy went early. 
He went really early. Jack Campbell, that's funny. All right, we'll take a timeout and be back. Stay tuned. This is Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Tune in every weekday at 8.15 a.m. and 3.15 p.m. for the LSU Sports Update. Presented by Tibbs Trailers here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. The game hotline is 706-0111. 706-0111. If you would like to get in, um, any reaction you have trying to, you know, I, I, I thought there were a lot of very surprising picks. It was not a good night for mock drafts, I don't think. I mean, I, I had... Three guys going in the last five picks that went high, way higher. Jack Campbell, Will McDonald, and Jordan Addison. I had, in the last five picks of the first round, they all went considerably higher. Uh, It was, there were some pretty big surprises here on, on, on how things turned out. No Hendon Hooker and no Levis. And uh, it just absolutely amazes me. I'm still seeing tweets and people hear people talk about how they thought the Saints were gonna gonna draft a quarterback. Like, who in there like how can anybody still think that the Saints are gonna draft a quarterback? And then they're saying, like. Well, they might get one in the third round today. Why? Why would the Saints draft a quarterback? Why can't? Why do people? I mean, again, th- there's being a QW, and then there's being a completely delusional QW, like a quarterback. There's definitely value in taking one. I don't. I don't think you. The first round was the last night, especially with this class, was the one. But the idea of getting a guy before Derek Carr is on the way out. And trying to make something happen. And again, like, it's okay. If- Garrett Grayson is okay that it happened and didn't work out. No, it's because- not. Because that's a third round pick that could have made your team better. He could have become a franchise quarterback, though. Oh, no. You know who else could have made your team better is Peyton Turner, and he didn't so far. Like, so I, there's value because if you take Aaron Rodgers at the end of the first round one year and you have Aaron Rodgers, or you take Patrick Mahomes and they sit and they become better. And then they take over the franchise. Let's not compare Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes to anything the Saints are going to pick today in the draft. I'm not saying today, but I'm saying to completely ride off the idea of taking a quarter. I am so okay with, like, I really like Jake Hayner in this draft. You took Jake Hayner in the fourth or fifth round. I'm not telling you he's going to become a starting quarterback in the NFL, but I think it's worth the risk-reward if he sits back for two or three years and Derek Carr moves on. Where are the examples of this? I just gave you two of them. Those are not examples. Aaron Rodgers Patrick is the last Mahomes pick of the Aaron first Rogers round. Aaron are not examples. Those were high-profile top ten picks. He was the last pick of the first round was no, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was supposed to go like one, two, but three, or didn't. four. But he did And he fell to like 24. That no, does not count. he fell to 32. That does not count. That does not count. Okay. I, that does not count as picking up a Gary Grayson kind of a guy. 
I'm not saying they're apples to apples. I'm just saying there's value in taking a quarterback. Jalen Hurts would fall into the category. Jalen Hurts was maybe a first-round pick, second-round pick. I wouldn't have picked him either. But, but look, if the Saints want to draft, they better not pick one. Look, if they want to throw away a draft pick like in the sixth or seventh round, I still don't like it. But those guys are basically like undrafted free agents. So I'm okay with throwing away. But throwing the Saints' fourth-round pick, you realize the Saints have gotten in the third and fourth round in the last 25th? Really good players. Okay, they got Marcus Colson in the seventh once ever. Like, I'm just, it's draft play. Like, like Trey Higgerson was a fourth-round pick. But if, I understand good. that. But if you took a quarterback that worked out, like Russell Wilson was picked in the, like, if you took that guy that worked out and in four years you had your successor for the next 15 years, then you'd be like, wow, a fourth-round pick on that guy? That's crazy. So it's worth taking a chance every now and again if you have a guy you really like. I don't like Levis, so I'm very happy they didn't take that pick. I'm just saying I'm not in in I'm not ruling that scenario out forever, which is what Mickey Loomis said. Like, yeah, we considered it, which he's going to say they considered everything. But that's my point there. I, I hate it. I hate the quarterback point. We can agree to disagree. We're going to the game hotline. Hello. Kevin. Yes, sir. Oh, man. The draft was... Uh, was wacky. Was wild. Yes. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, I got to say this first. One of the funniest things to me is the Steelers jumping the Jets and taking offensive tackle that the Jets obviously needed. I don't know if they want him, but they sure need him. Yeah. And it's the curse of Aaron Rodgers. And they take a one-down player that weighs 235, 240 pounds. He's going to play 15 snaps a game. This edge guy from Iowa State, which I'm sure he's good and everything. But once again, he weighs 235 pounds. And and Aaron Rodgers is sitting there again. It's just a curse, I think, Kevin. The team that he goes to just won't give him – any offensive help? I mean, I, it's bizarre. It's very <laughs> yes, bizarre. man. I wanted so bad for the Packers to pick an offensive a, top, a wide receiver. I just wanted that so bad. I really did. Yeah, I, I really did. Okay, now let let me just say this, Kevin. The, the problem that people have with with what you're saying about quarterback with Dawson, I, I think Dawson's argument is that they don't understand. Where the next quarterback is going to come from? That, that's what people have trouble with. You, you know, I, I can see their point, although I never want to, you know, unless it's a, you know, you have the number one pick and you got a drop dead guy, which there is no drop dead guy in my opinion. But I think that's the argument that people have. You know, uh, oh, there's the next, you know, I think that's what Dawson's kind of thinking. Well, you know, Derek Carr is 32, and uh, he's two years. So where's the next guy going to come from? He, he, their thought is eventually I mean, we'll be worry stuck. about that four years yeah. from now. Yeah. Okay, but also. So, I, know, I, I agree. Listen, I agree. I, I really basically never want to draft a quarterback. But I, I do understand their arguments, you know, and, and their line of thinking. Okay, so let's talk about today. Ooh, Kevin, who are we going to get, man? What, what, what's your, well, what I think they're going to get whoever they want. I mean, I, I, I really – Yeah, right. I, I right. think okay. I think the I think 
both tackle. I think at least two of their top three ta- uh, guard options are going to be there. Maybe one of them will right. get picked. I would be surprised right. if if two of the three are not there. Um, right. I really think the value right now on the board is is defensive line slash edge guys, and I think yeah, I, I, I think yeah, the Saints no just picked it's, a defensive lineman, so I don't think they're going to pick another one. So I think they're going to pretty much get whoever they want it for. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a guard personally because I really think you know they, their line of thinking has to be Pete is is on the way out and are we you know like we're, like we've been talking about are we going to sign Ruiz or whatever. So I think it's going to be a guard offensive lineman, and, and I agree they'll definitely be uh, be somebody there that they want. Uh, you know, <laughs> Joey Porter, Kevin. I just kept thinking. Joey Porter's still but out there. I just kept thinking about CBP. I just kept thinking if they say Joey Porter, <laughs> Kevin and I, he, he, Kevin might have a, a corner. I, I mean, CBP would just—he'd have to go straight to Vegas. If they, <laughs> if, of course, you don't have to go to. I used to say that all the time, but you don't have to go to Vegas anymore. But if they would have picked. I, can't, I still can't read Joey Porter. Sally still out there, Kevin. It, it's CVP, man. What, what a profit. Yeah, it was very exciting, and uh, and I just wanted to touch base with y'all. I just still think the Aaron Rodgers thing is, is just hilarious. You know, it, it is. Uh, man, I just really wanted the Packers to 12 do 12 snaps a game. You yeah. know, I mean, they picked the guy at 15 who's going to play max 20 snaps a game. I mean, it, you know. And make two plays. Uh, that's incredible. With that, people that, that amazes me. That that team. Well, you know what they like could have done, and everybody would have celebrated if they picked a quarterback who held a clipboard for two years. That's what yeah. people want guys to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it. It really amazes me. Yeah. I, I don't. And listen, I'm no. You know, hey, they pay those guys make me a lot of money, Kevin. More money than I make in my whole life. They make in a year. So right, I understand. Smart, it's smart enough. All, All right, right. y'all have a good one, man. Right, no, I don't blame them for having a job. I just have someone else take them. We'll take a time out. We'll be back. Stay tuned. This is footnotes on the game. One zero three seven Lafayette and one zero four one Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. This is footnotes. Live from the Evco Development Studios in Upper Lafayette on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All righty, let's get right back into it. All right, before we get into the first nine or ten picks of the second round, let me count here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay. Eight picks in front of the Saints. You wanted to get in and, and, and make your argument when, when Manny was talking, so go sure, ahead. Sure, yeah. I'm not suggesting the Saints use every third, fourth, and fifth round pick for the next five years on quarterbacks. I'm not even suggesting you use a pick every year on a quarterback. But my point is, every four or five years, or whenever the you feel like you have a guy you really like, and it's okay to be wrong on those guys because guess what? The NFL's wrong on basically half of their first-round quarterbacks. I think it's worth the risk of taking a guy that could end up being a franchise guy if the stars align. I think just like the idea that Drew Brees was going to come in and be a friend, that might be more rare than the mid-round pick that works out. 
Drew Brees was a guy who had a major injury and a ton of question marks, and he ended up being a Hall of Famer. But my other thing was, what would you have done if you didn't get Derek Carr? Like, that was a very real situation in which the Saints didn't get Derek Carr, and they'd be sitting here now going, maybe Jameis is our starter, or we're going to try and draft a guy like Levis or something like that. And so I'm saying the potential ability to avoid that, like what Green Bay did is what I like. Jordan Love, and I don't know if he's going to work out, but they've got a guy now. And Rodgers did his song and dance and tried to leave town, and they were able to let Rodgers leave town because they took Jordan Love a couple years ago. I just don't like guessing that bad at quarterback. I want a guy to play quarterback for me that I know can play at the NFL level. And that's, But that's what I'm saying is that if you didn't get Derek Carr this year, you would have struggled to get that guy. Like you would have been, was it Carson Went? Like who was the next guy? And we, we talked for weeks about that, and then it worked out. We got the guy, but... You're the only team that got that guy, and there's teams right now like Tennessee and Washington that are all going to, I guess, take chances on the guys they've got. And now, again, like the other situation I don't want to be in ever is what Indianapolis is in, where like they took and Richardson's now going to basically have to play, whether it's to start the season or if they play Nick Foles or Sam Ellinger for a few games, and then they're going to have to play him. And I don't think he's ready, and I think it's going to hurt his development. And so I don't want to ever be in that situation where you're so bad and you have nobody in the system that's got a chance and you have to go out and take a guy and play him right away. So that's why I think it's willing to take the risk. If I miss out on, a, you know, let's say a Trey Hendrickson in the fourth round because I took a quarterback that didn't work out, I'll live with it. Well, obviously you can move on from it. It's not catastrophic, but I'd rather pick a productive player. I look at it as, yeah, okay, I got a pinch hit. And there's a very good chance that no matter who I pinch hit, they're going to make an out because most people make outs in the in baseball, okay? But I'd still rather pinch hit a guy who has the ability to hit than to pinch hit a pitcher, a pitcher who might get a blue single, but chances are he's going to do nothing. I just, I just don't want to go down that road. All right, so here's what we're looking at because the first the the first nine picks of the second round is not exactly like the first nine picks of the first round so the first pick is the Steelers I think the Steelers are going to pick a cornerback Porter here or uh an edge rusher and so I don't think they're going to pick anything that the Saints want the Cardinals or that we think the Saints won. The Cardinals have the second pick. The Cardinals um, drafted an offensive lineman already, so are they really going to draft another offensive lineman right here, or are they going to draft, like, a wide receiver because they don't really have a whole lot of those anymore? Uh, So I don't really think they're going to draft another offensive lineman. What about the Lions? Well, the Lions tight end, right? I mean, but if they weren't willing to take him yesterday, do they? But why do, not take him here? I mean, that's great value, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, do they? If they feel if they like Mayer, then that feels like a great fit. That feels like a great, and they could they could get him when they when they probably thought they were you know choosing between again if they like Mayer. I don't know if they do. Yeah. If they liked Mayer and Campbell, they were probably thinking they were choosing between the two, and now they might get both, which is again what Philly probably did, and what. <laughs> Houston avoided doing by trading back up. That's what that's what you love to have your cake and eat it too, and those teams might get a chance to do it. Then the Colts. 
I mean, where do they go? They, <laughs> they could go anywhere, right? They could go offensive line again. They could go receiver to help Richardson. They've got a couple of pieces in that offense, but the Colts, I'm so unsure about them because I really thought strongly about them being good last year. Now they've had, you know, they had a stretch where all of a sudden they were like the best offensive line in football, and then it was bad again. But aren't they pretty good at guard? And if they yeah, pick they a lineman, they're going to pick a tackle, right? You'd think so. You'd think they would avoid. Uh... And again, I think they might go skill player as well. I think they might try to help Richardson. I don't, I don't feel great about really their their skill receiver. You know what? They need a tight end too. They don't really have a tight end. Yeah, they've been playing. You know, they've played Mo Ali Cox and Jack Doyle and a bunch of guys for the last few years. So I. They'll I can see like them picking, I think, good, good value at tight end there. Then the Rams, I think that's going to be the most interesting pick because if the Rams like Hooker or Levis, I mean, I mean, they should be able to get him right here because I don't see the Colts, the Lions, the Cardinals, or the Steelers picking him, a quarterback. I guess it's possible. Some people think the Lions are, but I think the Lions are in win-now mode. I don't, I don't think they're worried about the future right now. They're trying to win. They haven't won it forever. And so I, I, I think it, I think the Rams, if they like these two quarterbacks, Hooker or Levis, are going to have the pick right here. That would make sense. It would. And, and I think they're probably more so like they're where the Saints could be in a couple of years with Stafford, with Carr, you know what I mean? If yeah. Carr could be in that spot. And so that would make a lot of sense. And, again, I I like that model of doing things, especially with Hooker. I think that would be – Potentially a really good move for them. All right. Seattle at 37. Uh, another team that could, that could go tight end, right? I mean, that that, that would be an upgrade. But they traded for Noah Fant. Yeah, and he's played well, so they'd probably like to – I guess they've got a lot they're, – now they're kind of rich in the skill positions with the receiver they took last night. They, they took, took a receiver and, and a cornerback. Maybe defensive line, because we talked about that potentially being a move they did last night. They I think didn't. they pick one of the edge rushers. That would be probably Yeah, likely. I think they're going to pick an edge rusher here. Raiders at 38. Again, who knows there, but... The Raiders picked... Wait, who did they pick last night? I, I, I thought they were going to pick a cornerback, and they did... Oh, no, they picked a guy from Texas Tech. They picked yeah, Wilson. Yeah, they picked Wilson. So... Um, and my wife said he looks like a Raider, but because he was dressed all crazy with the chains and everything. All right, so um, um, you know they just got rid of Darren Waller, but I don't know if they're willing to go back. They did sign OJ Howard, and they have Austin Hooper. They need so a cornerback, yeah, desperately. Well, they, they need a lot, though. That's the other thing too. Like right? they need a cornerback desperately. So if there's a cornerback still left that they have at that value, I think they're going to pick cornerback. They, yeah. The only thing I could probably rule out for the Raiders completely would be defensive line because they now actually have some pretty good depth there. They already had Max Crosby. Now they add Ty- Tyree Wilson. But I think the Raiders will pick a cornerback. So the only problem that I see if the Saints are real, if like if the Saints are thinking guard like we're thinking, they're thinking, and they have their heart set on one guard, the Arnolds pick right before the Saints. They, I would not shock me if they they just drafted a, a fran. Would they ho- hope is a franchise quarterback? They need help at cornerback too. But they, and they like their offensive, their young offensive line that played better last year. But you, of course, you always are looking to add to that, There's right? Never- and so I could see them maybe picking a wide receiver because they just traded T.J. Moore. They just traded T.J. Moore. Yep. 
I could see them picking a wide receiver, but I could see them picking an uh, if they have if they have like a end of the first round grade on Osiris or this Cadovia from TC. I could see them picking. So I think the Arnolds right before, which is ironic, but right before the Saints could be their only. I don't see a guard being picked in those first seven picks. The if the thing, Saints want a guard, I think they're okay. Yeah, and if they really like Torrance, though, again, I just I really think they're going to move up to get him because I think like I think it probably took every amount of restraint they had not to go up last night. I think they go up tonight. I think they move up at least, and it might not be big, four or five picks. Maybe you only give up a fourth or fifth round. <laughs> I, I don't, do so. I don't, I think they just need to move up one pick. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think they need to, but like, I didn't think they needed to last year and the year before that and the year before that. So, I, what I'm saying is, I think. You don't have to like Brzee, but he was still a need position. I mean, everyone agreed that was a need position. And he has potential as a pass rusher and as a run stopper. He has shown that he can. It's just that he he's had shoulder surgery and knee surgery. And so we'll see on the injured side. <clears throat> but if the if if we're so we guessed right on the position, you just may not like the player there. Most of us guessed right, or a lot of us did. And then if we're thinking guard here, I think they're gonna I think they're in good shape. Other than if the Arnolds take a guard right before them, which I think is is possible. So I I feel good about where the Saints are. It's five minutes in this round. Is that I hope so. I can't do ten minutes again. Well, I can't it can't be the same. Yeah, because you got two rounds <coughs> to do. Five would make sense because they gotta give two in the they so they won. probably won't do all the silliness that they did for 20 minutes last night. I've been waiting for five <laughs> months for this, and then I got to go through all that silliness. Yeah. Awful. But uh, so it's probably going to start close to six o'clock. You think. think? You'd imagine. I'm going to be at baseball. It's going. It's going to be hectic. All right, we'll take a timeout and be back. This is footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Go subscribe to the game's YouTube channel at the game, Louisiana. That way you can check out the latest original videos and more shenanigans from the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. All right. Again, mostly open phone lines in the next hour. We'll get some impressions from our friend Nick. Um, you know, he, like a lot of Saints fans, did a lot of waiting. And I don't think Brzee was quite on Nick's radar as much as he was for some others. So we'll see how what impressions he had of all of this. Look, I remember, I don't right have to look up the year, whatever year the Saints picked Sheldon Rankins. I, 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 I remember being on the air and Joey being high on him and I didn't really want him. And, and I, you know, because even then I had defensive line fatigue because of Cedric Ellis. Cedric Ellis was an okay player, but overall he was a disappointment for me. So like I didn't want so when they when the Saints drafted Rankins, 
I call, my nickname for him was Cedric Ellis. I called him Cedric Ellis. I'm like, you got to prove to me that you're not Cedric Ellis all over again. And 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 he, then he had his his big year, and I and then I I started calling him Mister Rankin. So my nickname changed from Cedric Ellis to Mister Rankins as a sign of respect for what he had done. So I, I don't know. What are we gonna call? <laughs> we have to come up with. Because, you know, Davenport is really not the same position. And and technically, Peyton Turner doesn't play the same – he's not the same player. I mean, he was a guy who could play inside, but mostly he was an in. And so they're not built – they're not the same kind of player. This is a, this is a, a beefy lad. Like, you know, he's a 300-pound guy. He's like a, a large guy. He's not like a wiry guy like – uh, you know, Peyton Turner's what, 6'6", 270 or whatever, right, in that thing. So, I don't know. We'll come up with a nickname for him. Hopefully he's Derlin Moore. Maybe I'll – let's take a – maybe we'll just call him Derlin Moore. How about that? I'll, I'll take that. Let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Morning, Foot. Howdy, sir. Okay, so you're the guru. I need you to make something make sense. Or try and get something to make sense to me, okay? Okay. I, I I just don't think there's any way you can make it make sense. How do you pay a quarterback that's never been to a Super Bowl $260 million, okay? And, and make him higher paid than Patrick Mahomes, who's won two Super Bowls. Like, how you – I, I think they overpaid for Lamar Jackson. That's that's my opinion. Well, you again, know again, you can't. I I I think it's a unfair comparison to a certain extent, and that's this is what I mean by that. Like when Tom Brady was playing, Brady took less money because he wanted to win, and he wasn't really taking less money because he had all of this outside of football opportunity. Plus, he was married to this woman who was probably made more money than him at the time but but he in other words he had ways to get money so he could afford to take a little less football money from the Patriots so they could spread it around and he could win which winning made him more money so in the end he made more money like Mahomes is in this Mahomes is in this great situation he's got this great coach this great system and they've he's already won and so he can afford so so I don't think you can compare Lamar Jackson to Mahomes just like you can't really compare anyone to the dumb deal that Deshaun Watson got. So I think it's fair to compare Lamar Jackson to you know what a couple of other these other quarterbacks got like Hurts, but I don't think you, it's fair to compare him to um to, to Mahomes. Now, with that said, I get what you're saying, but it's kind of like what Dawson was just saying. If you don't sign him, then what are you gonna do? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it ain't like like he's the only quarterback out there. I mean, well he's not the yeah, only one, but uh, he 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 is a unique talent. Now look, I said at the time I said at the time I didn't want him but I don't want. I don't want to ever. If it's up, I don't want to ever face him because the Saints have zero chance of stopping. The Saints could play that guy a hundred times; they have zero chance of stopping. So, right. I I, I don't. I I, yeah. I just think they were backed into a corner. They had to do it. 
I understand that. And he has a great coach, too, in Harbo. You know, I mean, he's won a Super Bowl, you know. Uh, but my question to you is, are you? Ha- I-, I couldn't catch the first end of your show. Uh, are you happy with uh, with uh, what? Who, how the Saints pick drafted last night? Well, again, I- I'm uh, – I- you know, I think the position is a, was a good, solid position to take. I think he's got talent, but once again, he's a guy. He's had shoulder surgeries, had knee surgery. He's missed too many games, and I, I'm just so fed up with miss, defensive My rotational head. players that miss that never play. Uh, I, I know you were probably laughing just like I was laughing because all these experts and everything had uh, – Lev is going possibly number one or in the top five or yeah. all of this. No, it was, it, he, he fell. It was sad. But I'm at the top of the hour. I, I got I to go. I appreciate the call. Thank you very much. Yep. Another hour to follow. Stay tuned. Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. We're broadcasting live from the FCO Development Studios in Upper Lafayette. FCO Development is a civil construction company that specializes in new multifamily construction. Simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline 337-706-0111. 337-706-0111 if you would like to get in. It's the day after the NFL draft, so just about everything we're talking about is going to be draft-related, but doesn't have to be everything. Uh, you know, the Cajuns do open a three-game series tonight at home against Coastal. We've talked about it a lot this week. It's a fascinating scenario. How is this new pitching um approach at least for the week gonna play out we'll see how that does the the softball team is on the road against coastal and we'll see if they you know that sounds like it could be a slugfest we'll see how that plays out LSU is playing Alabama and again I I I don't feel like Alabama's and we talked about it with Koki on Wednesday that Alabama's as good as most of the teams that they've played but Got to play the game. I mean, LSU has shown some cracks lately with some midweek losses where early in the year they weren't showing any cracks in midweek losses. And I'm not a, you know, I, I, I bet we've been, to, I, you know, I don't overplay midweek games either way. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, you know, I think they're fine and we'll see how their, their, mid, their, their pitching does. So, I mean, you got, you know, I, you want to win, but – each game and each series, there's some case study to it as well. And so in terms of the development of the team, so we'll see a lot, lot of storylines to follow uh, in baseball as, as well. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, hey Kev. Good morning. Good morning. I, I feel like my daughter just brought home an ugly guy that's having trouble holding a job. <laughs> Man, it's not that bad, you know. No, it would. No, th- th- this is what I, I get the analogy, but it should be. Um, it's kind of like uh, my he, my daughter just brought home a guy who was the valedictorian of his high school class, and you know he's got some menial job instead of going to college. 
It's, yeah. it's, and look, I'm trying to learn to love him because he's a saint no matter which way we go. And, and everything you said is right. I mean, talent wise, it's all there. I just, I'm so tired of guys that are hurt. I, I just, mean, and, and I thought y'all brought up good points. It's really only the knee injury is a real true football injury. Uh, the shoulder's fine, but the kidneys and, if nothing else, the guy's got a lot of character. I mean, you got to love his story. I think he's going to be really good in the locker room. I just, um, it's the last thing you asked me is who don't you want? And uh, uh, all I said was the two guys from Clemson. And they go back to back 20, 28 and 29. I'm like, God, dog it. I was praying somebody would pick them ahead of us. But yeah, I can learn to live with it. It's a position of need. The guy is definitely a beast. I mean, he's got the talent. It's he's got all the tangibles. It's just it's, it's hard looking away from guys that can't get on the field. And look, I'm sure if we went back and and really studied it, there's a ton of examples of guys who were hurt in college who who had fine pro careers health-wise, and then there are probably tons of guys who were totally healthy in college that were hurt the whole time they were in the pro. So I understand there's not a direct correlation there. It's just what we've been through the last three years, it's a lot to swallow. Right, especially with defensive linemen. So it's, um, again, it's I'm not jumping off a cliff mad. I'm just, I'm not thrilled. Like I said, my daughter just brought home a guy. I like your analogy better because he was the number one recruit coming out of high school. Yeah. So um, it's just, it, you know, what's really crazy, Kevin, looking at today, I think it's harder trying to figure out who they're going to pick with the ninth or 10th pick today than it was the 29th pick yesterday, because there's so many good players still on the board that we all talked about potentially in the first round. I don't know. I mean, we, most of us, most of us said defensive tackle or guard. I think it's easy. I think they're going to pick a guard. Now, if they don't pick a guard, then I'll be like, well, that surprises me. Uh, If if one of the tight ends, the tight ends, there's some really, really, really good tight ends going to be available. And I know the Saints like Washington, who's a big six, what, six, seven, He's a beast, but uh, do you pass on the guard that we need? And you're right. There's two good guards. Attaboy is still there. I still can't pronounce his name, so I just call him Attaboy. I wouldn't have a problem with him going defensive tackle, defensive end. Um, it's uh, There's a bunch of good players. So it, right now, all we can do is sit and wait. And I think your boy's right. I, I think they're going to get antsy and trade up because there's a guy that they were probably – they spent all 10 minutes on the clock. So I don't know if they were trying to work a trade or if they were him hawing between two guys, and more than likely one of those two guys is still on the board, so do they get antsy and move up? Because I do think Pittsburgh's going to take Porter. I mean, that's a legacy thing and a good fit. Unless Although there's a cornerback. Unless, I, mean, unless I mean, unless there's a pass rusher because they need an edge And there's plenty of edge rushers left for them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's if the, the Arnolds don't pick an offensive lineman, if the Arnolds don't pick an offensive lineman, and the Saints don't trade up, if they want a guard, they're going to have the pick of the line. I don't think anybody else is picking a guard. No, and and uh, there's two of them that we that we all like. I'm a I'm a homer, so I like Osiris a little more. I just think he's instant plug and play. Which is actually a guard. We don't really need a plug and play guy. We got two. We just need somebody that can step in when one of the two get hurt. Or get cut, so uh, it's going to be. It's going to be. I think I'm. I'm. I'm going to. I'm more interested with our pick today than I was our first round pick because it's. 
such a long wait in the first round. It's like we're at the mercy of so much where I can put a list right now of 10 guys that I wouldn't mind having, and we pick in the top 10. So and look, 71 is 71 is not that late. Like oh, one no, of these I'm, tight I'm still ends. Mingo falls to 71, and we get this big receiver from Ole Miss. And don't be surprised uh, if one of these tight ends fall to the third round. Yeah, that's why do you pass on one if you're there be hoping that one of them falls? But there could also be a serious run on them because all of a sudden teams are saying there's a lot of talent at this position. And once one or two go, then everybody jumps on board. It's like, oh, it's hard to believe this was the first time in the modern draft era that four receivers went back to back to back to back in the first round. You would have think that had happened at some point in the past. But once you start the run, it's, uh, you know, teams jump on board and get nervous. I, I want a running back and, at and I, 71, unless they just well, really don't like one. Yeah, I like Spears. I like Charbonnet, the kid from UCLA. There's going to be a really good one there, I think, at uh, at 71. But if there's a really good tight end, do you pass on the running back to get the tight? No. I don't know. That's Right no. now, they can do pretty much anything, and I, I, I think they're going to have a hard time sitting pat with both those picks. They, their, their history says they're going to move up on one, if not both of them. What, 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 this is what I good player. This is what I think is – I just we're all guessing here. This is what I think is more likely. If they really, I think they stay at forty. I think they stay at seventy-one. And if they still like someone, they're going to trade back into the late, into the third. Get yeah. another pick they'll in the third up, round. They'll give up a pick next yeah. year. They'll give up a second rounder and, to move and into either the get third two round. second rounders or two third rounders instead of. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen if they trade. So it's, but we'll it's, see. Again, that's what makes this all so fun. Is And, and again, we're all guessing. We realize that. The people that don't are goofy. But, uh, I mean, trying to figure out what the Saints are going to do is hard enough. Well, like, but what, again, what I mean, we all there. said defensive tackle since the day after the Super Bowl, and they yeah, picked the defensive the tackle. So it wasn't need. like, you know, yeah. It, it was the biggest area of need. We just weren't enamored with the guy that we thought would be there and was <laughs> That's what's driving me crazy is I saw a lot of mocks, and that's the guy who they had picking. And we were all just, look, you and I were on the same page. I just didn't want one of the Clemson guys, and I'm hoping he turns into a stud. He could be a a, a wrecking ball in the middle he of He has the potential, just, no I question. He's just got to play. The injury history. All right, oh, we just got to come fun. up with a nickname for him. We'll, we'll, we got a little time to do it. Thanks, Joey. Well, peace, bro. Have a good weekend. You too. All right, so uh, no, I, I again, I, I now one one thing that I was wrong about is I kept thinking as we got closer to the draft that their options would be limited. When it got to the end, I felt like man, it's like everyone that we talked about is there except for some people were kind of sort of hoping Vanessa would fall, and you know if. On my mock that I had like two weeks ago, I had the Packers picking Van Ness, and then I changed it once they made the trade. But if they hadn't picked him, I, I kind of think he would have fallen. I, I don't I don't know that he would have gone. And, and I think he'd have fallen a pretty good ways if the Packers didn't take him. Um, but other than Van Ness, pretty much everybody that we were all talking about, the guards – you know, Etabare 
Well, I guess some people were talking Will McDonald, and he went way earlier than we thought. Um, so, but 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 for the most part, all the you know the defensive linemen, the you know the four people that I I was saying yesterday that I narrowed it down to, and and, and I thought and and by yesterday I was thinking they're gonna they're gonna wait on the guard. Because guards drop. That's just what they do. And so it made more sense to pick a guard in the second round and pick the defensive lineman that you wanted at the end of the first round. So really, it, it kind of went as as we thought. I mean, some of us were kind of enamored with wide receivers, but the top four were already taken. You know, I, I don't think there's any reason to, um, to get to really – Look, if they pick a wide receiver at 71, I'm not going to be upset because I'm, you know, I'm one of the ones that's been saying and I agree. You 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 know, you got to look at Michael Thomas's lineup. You can't look at him as someone that's on your depth chart. I mean, you just can't. I, I just think it's foolish if you do that. So I get why you might want to pick a wide receiver, but I really want a running back at 71. Yeah, and I I think that makes sense too. I I just I can't. You're saying you think they do. I can't. I don't think the Saints make a pick at forty and at seventy one. I don't think it'll happen. Man, I don't think they can resist themselves. And I think maybe it's a good like if you're moving up to get the guy you want, then that's fine. But I I don't like when we package away. I like future assets. I know a lot of people don't like holding on to future assets, and the Saints clearly don't care no. about it. But I like the idea of having a full complement of draft picks next year. But and I understand a lot of times when you when you have the guy, you have to go get the guy. Look, if there's if there's a wide, let's just say the Saints are thinking like us, and they pick a guard at forty, and they like a wide receiver and a tight end. I mean, or a or I mean a a, a running back and a tight end, or a running back and a receiver, and they're two that they really really want. They might pick three picks today. I mean that that's what I'm saying. I I think they could have seventy one and get trade back into second round and not have a. Um, Which I mean, means then I mean, the only trade back into either second yeah. round or the third round and not have a fourth round. The downside to that for me is that you're giving up significant future assets if you're doing that because you're not you having to create that third round value. As whereas if you give up the third round to move up, you don't have to give up much else, right? You're just giving moving. But if you're keeping that and giving another, well, then you're probably going to have to give up at least a second in a future year. But oh, you think that much to, to get, get another third this year? Probably so. Yeah, because they're always the the current pick is always valued higher than the future picks. Man, I, I don't know about a second. But what would you? Why would a team trade you a third next year for a third this year? Because they don't because know where that pick's going. They be. don't. They may not be that high on someone. They just Maybe like the idea true. of getting an extra pick. I just think typically you see the current picks get valued higher than the future picks for that reason because of the impatience. Yeah, that, that, that that's fair. All right, we'll take a timeout and be back. This is Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Are you fluent in Footlish? Not to worry. We're here to help with the Footlish Dictionary. Benedict Arnold's. Benedict Arnold's. Now, an NFL expansion team that stole a bunch of Saints players and coaches when first created, also known as the Carolina Panthers. Now, back to the man with his very own language. Kevin Foote and Footnotes.
Welcome back to Footnotes. We have with us uh, a man who probably feels a lot like Joey and me right now, I'm guessing, Mr. Nick Fontenot. How are you, sir? Well, I, I, I apologize, Kevin. I wasn't listening to the show, so you'll have to fill me in on how you feel. Okay, so Joey says, and I, I updated him, he, he, he says, I feel like, uh, essentially what he said is, I feel like my daughter just bought a boyfriend home who, um, essentially what he said was, was a class valedictorian and he's working in a fast food joint right now. <laughs> I mean, you know, we were kind of talking off the air and I kind of agree with something that you said, like, I, it's these defensive linemen that just don't play. Like we, we we just drafted another guy, like like a Marcus Davenport, right? And we all agree that Marcus Davenport had the potential to be a phenomenal player, a great player. If he could have stayed on the field, he was all pro possibilities. He just never could stay on the field, and I feel like that's who we drafted. It's more of a Davenport comp than a Aaron Donald comp, which is some things that I heard this morning. It's like this guy, if he stays on the field, yes potential to be great but he his, his history tells us that he's not going to do that so i feel like we're in the in the same boat that we've always been in no i don't think aaron donald he's a totally different body type this guy is what six five three hundred pounds i mean he's he's a guy he has the ability to plush pass rusher and a plus defender if he run stopper if he plays he's the kind of you know, defensive tackle that I kind of like in from a, a skills. Like, again, I have no problem with his skill set, but he's got to play. Yeah, it's one of those things. Like, I remember, I think I told you this also. I thought they were going to draft a guy that wasn't on my radar. And he wasn't on my radar. Now, you say he was on, on your radar a little bit, and, and, and that's okay. But, but this guy was not anybody that I thought the Saints were going to pick. And when they took him, I was like, well, I'm not mad at it. I don't hate the pick, and so that's a change because normally I leave the draft and I hate the Saints pick, but this year I, I don't hate the pick. I don't love the pick. I think it's a fine pick, and so we'll just have to see uh, see where it is. Uh, one thing I didn't want to get into was a guy who has a big upside. That's what I keep hearing. He has a big upside. I, I'm not good on upside. We, we've done upside in the past, and upside never seems to pay off for the Saints. I wanted a guy that we knew was going to come in and have an impact. And I don't think they drafted that guy. He might have an impact, but I don't think we're guaranteed to get a guy that's going to come in and impact the team. But the thing Joey misses out on is if, you're, if your daughter does bring home that kind of boyfriend, he's probably great at trivia games, so you just got to get him on your side when you play in those games. And also, if your daughter brings home the valedictorian and he's working at McDonald's, you're probably thinking that's a short-term deal. Eventually... He's going to figure some things out in his life and get it together. So hopefully, you know, this guy comes in with a McDonald's work ethic and a McDonald's attitude. You would think eventually, you know, he'll get to the CEO role. And, and that's kind of what we hope to grab. And I might be able to get a, a free McDouble a week out of him. The, the, man, the man likes the dollar menu. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, cat. All right. Uh, all right. So do you want a guard in the second round or no? Well, I, I, not only do I want a guard, I want a specific guard. I want Osiris Torrance. I mean, I saw him at UL. I saw what he did last year at Florida. I, I know the type of guy he is, a big, strong offensive guard, and, and he, he, he rounded the corner last year 
and turned into an elite football player. Kevin, I want if they'd have drafted him at 29, I would not have been upset with that pick at all. I wanted him at 29. If they can somehow get him at 40. Now, I know I'm hearing a lot of people saying he's probably going to go before 40, but, man, if we can get him at 40, like, that's my target. I finally have a target. In the first round, I didn't really have a target because there was so much uncertainty drafting at 29. Who's still going to be there? But, man, I'm looking at, at this pick. I'm looking at, at 40 and only having nine picks to go. And, man, Osiris Torrance would just be great if we could take it at 40. Well, I, you, pro- you said you didn't have a chance to listen. And we went over the people who the eight people that were picking in front of them. And I, I don't see anybody other than maybe the Arnolds, which pick right in front of the Saints, picking a guard. I mean, I, I, I think it could be one or two quarterbacks taken. Gore just doesn't make a lot of sense. Now that doesn't mean they're not going to take one because we're we don't we're not right in on all these evaluations, obviously. But I don't see the 18s picking in front of the Saints. A lot of guard options there. Yeah, I think both of the quarterbacks that didn't get taken, uh, Will Levis and Hooker, I think they're both going to go early in the second round. So that's two teams. I don't know which two teams, but I think the teams that pick ahead of us, two of them are going to take those guys, and so that's that's two teams you don't have to worry about. So we just have to dodge a few bullets. Now look. They're not going to take Osiris Torres because the Saints don't ever take the guy that I want. I mean, I know they did it last year. Last year. Last year they last did. Year, last year they took both of my guys. So it's like I can't I can't expect them to do it again. Uh, you know, and I don't know if they're evaluating players the, the way that we evaluated. But, boy, if they could take Osiris Torres, I, I, would be, I would be very happy. But, you know, if they don't, like who are some other guys that you're looking at on, on the guard spot? Because I, I've, I've, I've singled in on the one guy. So, who, who are the other guards that you're maybe looking at? Well, there's this guy, Avilia, from TCU. You know, he's 330 pounds. He's just humongous. You know, there's the guy, Tipman, from Wisconsin. I don't know that they would pick him this early, but I, I think there are other options. Again, sometimes we just focus in on guards, but, there, but, right. but a lot of times you pick centers and make them guards. Sure. And, and, sure. and, and, and they, you know, go ahead. And, and not, not only that, but but that guy you wanted from Alabama, Brian Branch, he's still on the board, and so and so that could be a possibility. No, again, I love him. Now look, he he's not a measurable guy, and so right. do do the Saints? You know they don't they only pick measurable guys in the first round. Does that mean they could pick a non measurable guy in the second round who's a football player and don't worry about that? I would love if they'd get Brian Branch, but I don't think that's going to happen. All right, one more major point I think we got to make just to kind of help you and me and everybody who's thinking like us out is here. We 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 talked about it yesterday that there were about. 14, like somewhere around 15 or 16 true first-round grades in this draft. It, it It's deep in some positions, but it's not a, like, overly talented draft overall. And so while, like, you might be talking to someone, Saints fan today, who just hates to pick, but – but but my question is, tell me who you wanted to pick. So, like, if your answer is Nolan Smith, well, that's just foolish because the Saints don't pick short, fast guys. So he's not yeah. even on their radar. So that's just – that's a foolish want. It's an unrealistic want. It's like wanting me to be skinny. I, it's a nice thing to say, but it's just not going to happen. So – the, the, the way that this draft is, they had a bunch of people that are all about the same. So you might not like it, but, like, who did you want? Well, I wanted to be excited, right? I wanted to, I wanted to go to bed last night and be like, you know what? I'm excited with that pick. And, and that's, 
And that's where I was with Nolan Smith, where everything you said is correct. But if they'd have taken him, that would have been an exciting pick. Oh, it would have been, been like, exciting. Wow. They, 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 they took a, it took a sexy player. You know, and I just don't think they did that last night. And, and, and the Saints historically don't take that guy. We take guys like Marcus Davenport. We take guys like Peyton Turner. We take guys that, that aren't, that don't give you that, that cachet, if you will. When, when you go to bed after the draft, you'd be like, wow, we really took a guy that, that, that's going to that's gonna be an exciting player. So while, while the guy that we did take has that potential, that, that's not what it was. So uh, you, you mentioned it to me last night. You texted right whenever we were about to pick. All of our guys are still on the board. And, and I don't think Nolan Smith was in your list. No. And so I still think all of our guys are on the board right now as we wake up on Friday, get ready for the second round. And so Osiris Torres, Brian Branch, and a, and a few other guys are, are still on the board. And so I think if they'd have taken Osiris Torrance or Brian Branch, that would have been more exciting of a pick. But they still have a potential to get those guys at 40. So if you're just looking at it from a, a football standpoint and a fan standpoint and a team standpoint, I mean, that pick could end up making sense. I'm just happy that I'm not mad at the pick. I'm not upset and angry like I normally am after the Saints' first-round pick. So I, I'm, I'm fine with the pick. I think it's good and has a lot of potential. We'll just have to see what they do at 40. But if they can get torn to branch, I think we're doing pretty good in the first two rounds. All right. So if they had picked Mayer because they kept showing him a lot, what would your reaction have been? Well, I mean, it would have been the same as it is now. I mean, it's a guy who – it's a need. It's definitely a need on the team, but it's not a, a sexy and exciting pick. That, that's that's basically who they took. It would have been the offensive equivalent of the guy that we took. And so uh, it, it's it's like it's like I had been saying the whole time leading up to the draft when you would ask me who I want, who I'm targeting. I can I could have made any pick make sense. I could have been happy with any pick or, or or made it make sense other than quarterback. And so I think that would have been that would have been the same with Mayor. If they take him at forty, that'd have been fine too. Like. You're right, Kevin. All of the guys that we should have been targeting at 29 are still on the board right now, and so I'm, I'm targeting a lot of them at 40, and and just hope we don't we don't take a, a guy that's just nowhere on the radar. All right, if he plays, we'll be happy. If not, it's it's just the same old, same old. So we'll see what I, we got to come up with a nickname. We'll be start taking suggestions on Monday. All right, I appreciate your time, sir. Enjoy your weekend. Hey, one more thing, running back. We need a running back. Yes, I want a running back at 71. I mean, I know some yeah. people want wide receivers. Some people want quarterbacks, but they're insane in my opinion. But uh, I want a running back, running back, running back at 71. Yes. All right, Foot, thanks. This is Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. This is Footnotes. Live from the Evco Development Studios in Upper Lafayette on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. We are talked almost all. We talked a little college baseball, but talked mostly NFL draft. It's the day after the first round. We'll see what happens today and a lot of difference of a uh, difference of opinion. Some people are very angry. I guess that I, I don't know if I talked to anyone who's I don't know that I've sp- talked or heard of anyone who's really happy I think most people are either uh okay let's just hope he's healthy or they're unhappy about it and uh, you know look I, I was not high on the Clemson guys but if you had to have one of the Clemson guys I'd rather 
him than the other one. And so we'll see how it plays out. Let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, Kev. I just wanted to give give my opinion, and and I, I'm I can't get overly happy or unhappy. You know, even after draft day with any pick until I actually see him on the field in an NFL game. You know, I, you can you can draft them for potential, but look how many guys you know don't live up to that, or how many uh, exceed which what, what we saw in college, but. I am kind of tired of hearing the comparisons of his injury history to to Marcus Davenport. I went back and looked. Marcus Davenport missed one game in college for a shoulder injury. Now, he had the pinky injury, which he had to, you know, ignored for years and later had to have amputated. But it's not like he was hurt in college a lot. He just got hurt in the NFL every other game he played in. Um, So, I think, you know, the fact that Brzee was, was able to come back off the ACL and have a productive season showed that that injury is behind him now. And, you know, three games missed because of a kidney infection. Well, who can help that? That's not an injury. That's an illness. And you miss a game because of strep throat. That's not an injury. That's an illness. You know, it's like guys that miss games because of COVID. I mean, that's just – that happens. So I'm not – I'm really not concerned about the injury part of it. I, I – I think he feels a need. I watched some tape on him last night because, I mean, honestly, he wasn't, you know, high on my radar. I mean, I knew he'd be there but or he'd be one of the possibilities. But the guy's an absolute beast when he's on the field. I mean, and he can be a game changer because we haven't had a, a, a really pass rusher, a defensive tackle for a very long time, especially one this size, you know. Um, well, Rankins. Okay with it. Yeah, but Brankin. Um, but uh, I think I don't know, man. I just, I just think it's it's okay. Um, I'm not exactly even sure that we need tight end as much as people are saying. Well, what are you going to do? You're going to take targets away from Jawan Johnson, who's one of your really bright, blossoming stars. You, you know, you, and you're not going to draft. No, him if Locker they draft the a tight end, he's not going to do hardly anything this year. He's not going to take targets away from anyone. Except for, I guess, maybe Troutman. But, uh, no, I I, I don't want to. Again, I love the tight end position, but I just don't want – I don't need a – look, if they pick a tight end, it's not the end of the world. I just don't want them to do it. I hope they pick a guard. If they want to pick a tight end at 71, it's not the end of the world. I'd be okay with it. But I, I hope they pick a running back there. Yeah, and, and and I'm I'm all on board for guard in the second round because I I mean again you got two things you're dealing with one you got to make sure that Ruiz's um, progress last season wasn't a fluke and, and plus he's coming off the injury and then you know you got to deal with with Pete at some point and and just cut bait I mean it's it's time to to move on from that um, and plus you know you got to get rid of that contract anyway so and then the last thing I just wanted to say is that you know as far as the quarterback goes. Not at this point, because number one, if Carr is what you think he is, you got him on a four-year contract. So you don't want someone sitting for four years. I mean, and I know it's four-year contract doesn't mean it's four years, but he's still at the age where he could be productive for four years. And number two, if Allen doesn't have a really good season, he may be out of here. And and you you don't want to spend a high draft pick on a guy that with a new regime comes in and. He doesn't fit what they want to do, you know. So, again, maybe late in the draft, 
that's fine, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh, I mean, whatever. I think our backup quarterback behind Carr is as good as anybody that was drafted in the first round. That's just me, but I'm just saying, you know, he has as much talent as any of those guys. But anyway, um, we'll see. But, yeah, I want guard tonight. That's, that's, That's a need. I agree. I appreciate the call, sir. Thank you. All right, Kev. Take care. Take care. Look, there's a... It's it may sound hypocritical to some, like because I I don't want to be pay like I don't want to tie in because I want to be patient. It's very possible that you take a guard and who knows how much they're going to play. But I do think that if you're planning on being good and you just signed a quarterback, you don't want to have to have some makeshift. Like there's a very good chance that either Ruiz or Pete are going to miss games, like a very good chance. They've, you know, the history says that. Okay, so if you don't have a guard, then you're going to be playing some guy at guard who's, you know, off the scrap heap, you know, the scrap heap or something. So I'd rather have a guy who I drafted in the high in the second round to go in and replace those guys because I think they're going to get playing time this year. Yeah, and just to clarify, I'm not saying that that's what Ralph was was referring to, but like my conversation about quarterbacks doesn't apply to today or even really tomorrow. It's more of just a fundamental, like how I feel yes, about the position right, in general. Right. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, by the way, going back to a conversation with um, with Nick, I, I think uh, Davenport was a way sexier pick than Brazil. Now, I mean, because Davenport on paper should have been this elite off the edge, kind of like you kind of thought like some people wanted with Nolan Smith, except for he had all the measurables. He was tall and long arms and all that. Uh, Again, he was more of a combine guy, and that's where that combine stuff can get you in trouble. But, uh, no, I think everything Ralph said made sense. I um, Again, I don't have a problem – with Brzee's skill set at all. I just, I'm, I don't know, I've just, you know, it's the old thing about insanity, which I don't agree with, okay? I, I think the whole idea about doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result is the definition of insanity. A lot of people say that. I, don't, I think there's a lot of exceptions to that. I, I don't really buy that 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 theory. But, um. There's there's some of that in here. It's, you know, it's just it's fatigue. It's defensive line, rotational players who don't play fatigue. Now, for those of you who have been around for a little while, I looked it up and I mentioned the name Derlin Moore. If we want to be optimistic about this, and you know me, I'm a glass half full guy. And uh, Derlin Moore was the 29th pick of the 1973 draft for the Saints and is one of, if not the best defensive tackle that the Saints have ever had. Now, he wasn't as flashy as Glover, but this was a guy who played for a decade, too. Um, So I'm going to consider, since they were both 29 picks, Number now back then now twenty nine was the second round pick I get that but still they were the they were both number twenty nine overall selections, um and play the same position, 
that um you know might might we might we might go the other direction instead of going instead of calling Rankin's um Cedric Ellis we might go the other direction and and, and see consider calling Brzee Derlin Moore and we'll see how it works of course calling Peyton Turner and Wayne Martin didn't work very well <laughs> didn't work at all let's go to the game hotline hello Hey, Foot. This is the guy from South Food. Howdy, sir. Okay. Well, I got to start off, uh, first of all, saying I'm pleased that the Saints pick. I think it'll be fine. We'll just give the give guy a chance to, to work it out on the defensive line, get Cam Jordan some help on that side. Uh, the main thing I wanted to say today was having a reputation as being a poorly run organization the Houston Texans sure pulled a trick last night. Yeah, and you know what? I'm really not as shocked about like that as some people are because I think they are heading in the right direction right now. Like, I, I like – I understand how many bad things they've done in recent years. I, I agree with all of that. I, I get it, okay? But I, I, I don't think I, – I think the Texans are heading in the right direction right now. Now, again, I, I don't think – Will Anderson is going to be this generational player like some people, but I think he's what they need. High character, steady. I think his floor is high. I don't know how high his ceiling is, but I think his floor is high. When you've been as unstable as they are, that's what they need right now is a solid foundation. Did you see the little factoid they put up about him that they in high school they did not allow him to practice on Tuesdays so that the offense could effectively run their plays. That's, that's a no, I didn't. Dude. I didn't see that, but that's funny. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you next week, Kev. Thank you, sir. And it's exactly fifty years since Derlin Moore was taken. I don't know. Might be something there. If this cat is close to as good as Derlin Moore is, we're going to be ecstatic. The difference is Derlin Moore was a walk-on at Oklahoma, and this guy went to Clemson as the number one prospect in the nation. So kind of on the opposite. When Derlin Moore was selected, I think he was the highest He was the highest um, drafted walk-on in, in NFL history at that point. All right, we'll take a timeout and be back. This is Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Kevin Foot. An award-winning journalist, popular sports talk show host, and a man who apparently moonlights as a doctor. A medicine season of a different strand in 12, obviously, because the criminal commissioner decided to inflict them with with the, the host bounty gate silliness. His descriptions of illnesses are extremely concise. Not a normal strand of a medicine season. It was a different strand. This out of the blue from Timbuktu and all of this bounty gate silliness. Dr. Foote is ready to write a prescription for what ails your favorite team here with more footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. 
Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. We haven't talked to other. We talked a little college baseball. Astros open up a three game series tonight against the Phillies. See, I prefer to play teams like the Braves, who have 14 early wins, or the Rays, who have 19 early wins. I I like playing teams who are due to lose, not teams that are due to win. And so. I um I don't know I feel a little uneasy. They got they got they gonna have a little revenge on their mind because the Astros beat them in the World Series last year. Plus, they haven't gotten off to the greatest of starts this year. Now they've won some of late, so their record is not like you know like the Cardinals or some of these teams who had high hopes who are off to poor starts record wise. Um, but they're just a hair under five hundred, I believe. Um. I don't know. I, I don't. I feel a little uneasy about this series. I don't really like it. But the Astros have, have been playing well, and hopefully, I haven't heard if El Pedro Grande's playing in in this series. Have you heard anything on on that? No, but I would be surprised if he did. I think this early. I think they'll probably keep him out just to be safe. Makes sense. Um, I, you know, I, the only thing that I'm kind of looking at, I, I just want to see it. Look, he's never had a bad year, and so I, I don't want to, like, the sky is falling and jump off a, a bridge like some people were earlier this year when the Astros got off to a mediocre start. But it would be nice to see a Bray you hit a home run in this series. Like, just hit me one home run. I mean, you don't even have to crush it to get it in the Crawford boxes. I mean, I need him to understand. I don't want to go back to the old days that every free agent – hitter that they ever get has no idea where the Crawford boxes are. Like, at least Bregman discovered him several years ago, and you got to take advantage of that. And um, I remember we signed Preston Wilson, and that cat led the league in RBIs with like 140 one year, and he, he never understood where the Crawford boxes were. But, um, no, it'd be nice to see him hit a home run. And, again, I still go – it's still the same thing. Just don't get swept. If you don't get swept – the, the time's going to come when you win, when you get on a little four or five game winning streak or more, like the Astros just did. And boom, they never got swept. Won four in a row, two games over 500, just like that. Easy. That's the way to go. Just don't get swept and you can make some hay. So we'll, we'll you know, we'll kind of look at that plus all the very interesting um, college baseball scenarios over the weekend. Because of the NFL draft, we've kind of put the the NBA playoffs on the back burner, and there were some very interesting games two nights ago. Uh, very interesting. But, you know, I, the Lakers lost. I expected them to lose. Um, I heard Tim Hardaway, and, and he nailed it a couple days ago. He said the Lakers are going to lay down in, in, in this game five that they lost. And AD's going to have a good game because AD does. He does bad game, good game, bad game, good game. And, of course, AD had a great game statistically, and the Lakers, you know, in his words, laid down. And um, and so we'll see if they can. The only Like, if you don't play well in game six, then you come back to bite you. Like, they're in trouble if they lose game six, the Lakers. And I was hoping that the Hawks could pull it off and look, Last night, every time I looked at the score, it was tied. Like, it was tied, you know, a lot. That was a really close game until about, what, three or four minutes left, and then Celtics went on a little run, and, 
in one, which is which was sad to see, but you know it was t- certainly expected. So, um, you know, by the time we come back, we'll be obviously evaluating the totality of the Saints draft, but should be some interesting NBA action that that happens between now and then as well. And it just kind of went on the back burner with the NFL draft, but that's just kind of the way it is this time of the year. So, again, um, I was thinking someone brought up Brian Branch, and I think the Lions at 34, I was looking at the people that pick ahead of the – Buda Baker is saying he wants out. So I guess maybe the Cardinals – at 33, could consider Brian Branch. I could see the Lions doing good, picking a leader of their defense like that uh, at safety. So I, I could see several options for Branch um, being taken before he gets to the Saints. And again, I don't even know. I, I really, I mean, I don't know that the Saints are going to go away from measurable just because it's not the first round this high of a pick in the second round either. So I don't really think the Saints would take Brian Branch, although I would love to have him. But uh, I I think there's a lot more of an option for guards to fall to the Saints than, than for Brian Branch falling to the Saints, but we'll see how it plays out. Uh, And again... We'll comment all on that on Monday as well as everything else going over the weekend. I appreciate all the phone calls and those of you who were patient through this NFL draft process. And uh, y'all have a nice weekend.